Hi, I'm Jack the DM, and thanks for choosing the Slice and Dice podcast. Now, over to me. Good evening, good morrow, and good day, and welcome to another edition of Slice and Dice here with the Many Lands campaign. As you can see, I've uh, been tinkering a little bit with the setup here um, because, ooh, green screen. Oh no, there's the edge of the green screen. Right, bring my hands back here. Green screen. Uh, <laughs> sorry, good evening, everyone. Uh, welcome to tonight's session here on Slice and Dice. Um, so, uh, rare treat for us that we've had two weeks in a row. The uh, last session is still up on our Twitch um, and will be for the next week, so you can catch up with that after, of course, today's live session. Um, but you can catch up with all of the sessions thus far in the Many Lands campaign and, of course, in our second campaign, <coughs> Cage, all on our YouTube channel right now. There is a link to that. Uh, on our Twitch page. Shameless plug! Oh, that was the first shameless plug. That was a retroactive shameless plug uh, sound there. So now, um, more shameless plugs for you guys. First of all, do any of you have any shameless plugs for this week? Anything worth mentioning? No, no, nope. no. Yeah, Excellent. Oh, no. Actually, yes? I just remembered. Uh, if there are any people who are into motion capture, I will be speaking on the topic, on, on the, the more technical side of things. Uh, on Thursday, the 11th this week. Um, and you can, yeah, exactly. Um, it'll be a one hour session and it will start at, oh my God. I have all these times in Pacific because it's being hosted by Americans. Uh, it's, what's 8 a.m. Pacific? I believe that's 4 p.m. GMT. That's 4 p.m. GMT. And you can find, you will be able to find the link on my Twitter account at Martholio. No, 8 a.m. Pacific is, I believe, 4, 4 p.m. It's eight hours, so it's 4 p.m. Uh... GMT. Yeah, the other way around. So 4 p.m. GMT is midnight. <laughs> so 4 p.m. Pacific is midnight our time. But no, this is this is a more reasonable hour. I'm sorry. The, um, the, the name of the thing you're speaking at again is. Oh, so it's it's for the other company I work for, Maxon. So it's at Maxon VFX. Uh, but you'll also be able to find the link on my Twitter stream at uh, Martolio. Uh, yes, make sure if you're not already following at Martholio, along with all of the other uh, players' social media, make sure you do so. You've got twice as many reasons to now. Shame! Yes! Plug. It's not so much... It's it's for people who want to understand more of what happens after the recording is done. Yes. What happens after the glamorous bit. Yes. Mm -hmm. The sure. glamorous lycra that Seeing doesn't ever make... Indeed. The, 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 what, what happens after the extremely unflattering lycra is done. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, we, so we all want to know more about that, I'm sure. So make sure, I, I mean, yeah. Put it in your diaries, everybody. Uh, speaking mm -hmm. of things to put in your diary, um, well, uh, the official release, I suppose, is now for our, uh, for our next giveaway, our first one of 2021. Ooh. Uh, in fact, I forgot to put the... I've made a little thing for it in the stream and I forgot to put it in the window, but I'll sort that in a minute. Um, uh, in the meantime, I uh, 
this uh, so this particular giveaway is with Burnt Beautiful, who are a, uh, a pyrography uh, company run by my friend Holly from back in Somerset. Um, uber talented, and she's been uh, making all kinds of crafts um, with pyrography um, cards and so on. You can check out all her cards on her Etsy store, but also uh, on the her. Uh, Facebook page has been doing all kinds of other products as well, including trying to. Uh, she's been starting only very recently since I was talking to her, uh, moving into the uh, tabletop role playing game area because we love our wooden objects that we can use for dice and other t uh, other tabletop role playing game things. And with that in mind, I uh, have teamed up with her to run this giveaway to give away a personalised slice and dice dice box. It's with our own logo on it, burnt onto it. It stores all your dice. Mm. It has Sorry, our logo ahead. on it. It has our logo on it, yeah. Um, so, Can I see it so again? This, yeah, so I've zoomed is. into you. This is the oh, very layer. nice. Yeah, I know, right? That's been burnt in by hand very, very masterfully. And in addition to that, when I say personalised, uh, so on the one side you've got this, but it's also reversible, so that you may put your own personalised message or image on this side of the uh, of the wood. I have gone for uh, a a little phrase myself. You may have something that's very relevant to your D and D campaign, or a saying, or a motto that you go by, or some other dice based pun, or you might just take a well known phrase and then make it sound more adventury, which uh, is the case with me. Wine says. Uh, the adventure of a thousand dice begins with a single roll. Because that's just the kind of pretentious little person I am, apparently. Um, <laughs> you can, uh, so yes, uh, that will be uh, the giveaway. You can enter today on the stream. Uh, all you've got to do to enter is write the word fire in the chat. Write fire in the chat and you will be entered into the draw. I'll be announcing the winner at the end, uh, sorry, at the beginning of next week's, uh, sorry, of next session, so that's in two weeks' time, that's on the 22nd of March. We'll be running this on social media as well, but I'll be sort of releasing a post tomorrow with the official uh, uh, social media post to then enter with. You have to like, like it and share it or things like that. But for today, on the stream, all you have to do is write fire in the chat and you will be entered into the draw. So it's as easy as that. Get yourself a nice free dice box courtesy of uh, Burnt Beautiful. And that is a shameless plug. And uh, uh, with that out of the way, uh, I don't think I've got any other shameless plugs save one. And that is uh, that this Friday, uh, it's the return of Campaign Diaries uh, because now we've I've moved it so it's more um, every five sessions we do a campaign diary with a little roundup of everything that's been going on uh, looking behind the scenes as well about some of the stuff that uh, perhaps uh, the players or the party may not know about um, uh, to do with the campaign uh, as well as just other tidbits and other sort of highlights and fun stuff that's happened throughout uh, the uh, throughout the last few sessions so make sure you join me for that and uh, at this point, it may just be me, but if some of the players are available, they may well be turning up as well. That's on Friday at 5 p.m. Uh, here on the channel. So, oh, with that out of the way, shall we jump in to tonight's session? Everyone up for that? <laughs> yep. 
All right, let's jump in with tonight's session here in the Manylands campaign on Slice and Dice. And we are back. So, folks, last time uh, here in the uh, Manylands campaign, you were um, uh, you had been s not summoned, but had been pleaded with by uh, Teen and Bluebeard, one of the twin brothers. In fact, your least favourite of the twin brothers, uh, who uh, had been escorting uh, Lady Helene Grenthorf uh, across uh, Burekrin way back when, when you first uh, encountered them in a basilisk cave. Anyway, he has uh, come with the uh, with the coffers out essentially because um, the uh, the cultists that he was running with for a little while because they followed Fair Fan as does he, uh, the dwarven creator god. Um, apparently, were up to some nefarious deeds uh, conducting a uh, ritual in the abandoned brewery which um after some negotiation and pointing out of uh, various gold and such that could be located in said uh brewery uh the party eventually agreed to uh, to go and help because it seemed that this ritual was taking place this very night and not only that but it seems a, pr a principal ingredient of that ritual was fleeting's hammer fair's storm uh, which had been taken and uh, apparently by the cultists um, or at least delivered to the cultists for this ritual so you guys end up heading there um, and uh, find the first floor of the uh, uh, the ground level the ground floor of the brewery to be yeah it's pretty much abandoned um, but uh, little little did we know that there was uh, a stairwell leading down with a locked door not only locked by magic but also had a magical trap a magical glyph uh, inscribed upon it and so whilst Seth decided to uh, use his ring of feather falling to drop down a well located within the brewery down to the lower levels so that he could then flank round uh, and join up with the rest of the party later the rest of you uh, go for the door uh, Whilst, of course, I should note leaving Leobrin and Brina behind at the house to guard the house because it uh, was pointed out that apparently cultists are watching the place, uh, particularly uh, aware of fleeting look and the hammer that has been taken from him. Uh, and so they were advised to stay behind. But anyway, Malar, um, in a in a 
fit of, um, I don't know, clerical rage, I guess, decided to storm off ahead, uh, smashing through and setting off the glyph, uh, and also uh, then dispelling the arcane lock on the door. Uh, and then uh, allowing you all to head downstairs to try and stop this ritual. However, uh, negotiating with these cultists apparently didn't work too well um, once uh, Malar basically shouted at them down there to stop what they were doing. They instead finished the ritual. Uh, and uh, from this, it was worth a try for sure, the portal uh, that they were uh, trying to summon then took a more material form and from it these fiery dwarves dwarves made of metal with uh with fire emanating from their faces their heads and also from their warhammers that they were wielding uh came out of the portal followed later on by uh, a genie a red genie by the name of Kadir, calling himself the Son of Flame. But more on him in a moment, because when the ritual was finalized with Fair's Storm being uh, channeled and uh, smashed into the floor by the portal, lightning burst forth off of it, striking the, the brass statue that was at the other end of the room, a brass statue about of a dwarf, about six feet tall, meant to uh, uh, be an image of Fairfan himself. And then the brass statue came to life we don't exactly know why but there was magic clearly about the place in the ritual and it has brought this uh this creature uh it has animated this otherwise inanimate object uh into a creature um which has then took on a form and has then had to not only try and distinguish what was going on in this place where they were what what was happening but then was also getting uh, banished away and then brought back again and there was just there was a lot of philo philosophical questions for your first minute of existence um anyway with this genie appearing um it proved a very difficult fight for our heroes they did manage to overcome the cultists pretty quickly in fact the fire dwarves made short work of some of the cultists which then prompted the rest to flee the leader though was brought down by uh, by this uh, brass statue along with uh, fleeting look uh, and i think seth as well uh, all laying into uh, this particular individual who's proved quite tough but was eventually brought down the cult leader Kadir, however, was something else. In fact, uh, he ended up uh, summoning a fire elemental, causing all kinds of uh, mischief and demanding that you guys uh, lay down your arms and serve him. But the party was not willing to negotiate with this kind of terrorist, so uh, he instead uh, <laughs> decided to fight them. Uh, and uh, it proved a very difficult fight. In fact, so difficult that in the end, well, so difficult for the party, in fact, and so easy for Kadir that he, in the end, just grew tired and bored of the fight and just decided to leave, um, thinking that, that it was not worth his trouble after all. Uh, that being said, though, the rest of you had brought down the fire dwarfs and you're now left in this chamber, the cultists, three of which have managed to flee, despite Neris trying to cut them down on their way out the door. Uh, one got knocked unconscious on the stairs by uh, by Tienin when he approached, and all that are left in this uh in this now vacant basement, which was once a brewery. You can see uh, many of the uh, uh, accoutrements have been pushed to one side uh, and otherwise uh, moved about the place. Um, all that is left are the members of the party, Seth, Fleeting, Neris, and Malar, this brass statue that seems to have been brought to life, and the two twin dwarves. And that is where we pick things up today. So, 
So, folks, um, where do we begin? Um, is the hammer still in the room? Yep, I believe Fleeting snatched it. I thought, uh, yeah, I wasn't sure. Um, uh, if, if Fleeting's got it, then um, he's going to kind of heft it, swing. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, sorry, yes, I remember now, because he actually grabbed it and started using it as a weapon in the in the fight, even though yep. he, without the achievement um, uh, benefits. That's um, right, yeah. Cool, okay, well, Fleeting's going to have a, I think Fleeting's going to have a moment with the, it is Mjolnir, isn't it? Well, it's it's fair so storm, but that. there are fair storm. Fair storm there we go. <laughs> fair storm, but it's pronounced meow meow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no uh, mythological entities were harmed in the creating of this uh, piece of magical equipment. Um, yeah, Fleeting is just going to kind of have a little sort of you know get his arm back in, swing it around a bit, and and uh, kind of you know uh, feel good about being reunited with his. Um, with the divine gift that he uh, had misplaced. Yeah, sounds good to me. Um, the statue would like to uh, yeah. quickly assess what's going on and see if he can work out whether these people are, are people who are about to get diced or people to leave alone. Uh, yes, because after after that dicing of the uh, of the fire elemental, which I don't think I mentioned in the recap, you know. He's he, he's of a mood. It's the statue. You can make an insight check if you'd like. Yep. Uh, let's try this. Oh, nine. Nine. Uh, it's as with most things in your life at the moment. It is unclear. Um, it's it, uh, they. They seem to be seemingly on your side. None of them threw a punch against you, so they don't appear to be an immediate threat to you. Although that blue tiefling is twirling... Uh, sorry, that, that blue uh, humanoid with the horns is uh, twirling a hammer around, although it doesn't seem to be at you. It just seems a bit bit suspicious. There's something about that, that hammer that you're kind of drawn to as well. Okay, well, he will... Um clomp over towards the, the nearest person um, and just say, why? <laughs> Best person to ask. The nearest person uh, to uh, to the statue um, at this point would be uh, I think for this I think for this it'd be, oh no, Seth moved away. It would be the twin dwarves, so it'd be um, it would be Turin uh, with his spear and shield, who's be, who was trying to help in the fight, got got quite scared, but nevertheless stood his ground. Um, you recognise statue that uh, this is uh, a martial combatant, uh, and uh, yeah, recognising the shield and the spear again doesn't seem to be in an aggressive pose towards you. And he just looks up at you, um, <laughs> shaking still. You can see, noticeably shaking, and you can uh, the rest of you can hear the rattle of his chainmail armor. Oh, oh he, he, hello. Why? Hello. Why what? Uh, he kind of gestures around at the room and at himself. Why? What? What is this? Uh. Uh, well, 
I I guess uh, this, well, it used to be a a brewery uh, that has since been uh, uh, transformed into a, uh, a, a, uh, I I guess you could call it a um, a, a, a sort of religious uh, 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 gathering uh, place of uh, like-minded dwarven, uh, and as as he's stuttering to get his words out uh, Tienan uh, kind of uh, hear him just chiding his brother and going over to him like oh you ninny don't talk to that statue thing you don't know where he's been and then this uh, this red faced and also red haired dwarf who looks remarkably similar to this uh, brown haired dwarf um, statue is like glaring up at you and pulling his brother away Malar will walk over at this point um, oh, thank God, I didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. yeah, Neris is still like at, at behind cover, like kind of looking yeah, from like the doorway. You see, you can still see like just half of her, like just an eye, just like staring whether she should like start burning shit down again or not, or actually start burning shit down so she couldn't. Because it's Neris, I'm assuming that this is going to look kind of intimidating. But for some reason, my mind went to like when a child hides by just looking at you from a. <laughs> Why? <laughs> no, no, she's she's slightly smoldering as well, so it's all kinds of like menacing. <laughs> that is true, uh, Malar. Um, you're heading over, and actually, speaking of the smoldering, now that the heat has died away from that portal going, you notice more now this strong smell, which you recognise instantly as incense in this area. Okay. Um. Uh, sorry, I sort of head over to this. Tall brass figure and these two dwarves. Oh, now I think that's uh, an excellent question there. Um, how would I regard you, sir? And I, I am talking to the big brass. Uh, it turns to to Mallow and says, "Unknown, I did not exist. Presumably, then I did exist." Then I did not exist again, but it was different. Now I exist again. Oh, um, Malar thinks to himself, "Oh, this has got a this has got the the all the hallmarks of a convert right here." Um, <laughs> uh, oh well, do you know where you Get were? Oh, uh... <laughs> Go ahead. Do. You... Do you know where you were before you were uh, here? No, do you? Oh, no, not yet, but let me do some asking. And I pivot towards the dwarves at this point. So, um, what was going on down here? Can you elaborate? I mean, there was some sort of, oh, uh, ritual of some sort? Do uh. you want to explain what this is and who this gentle person might be um Tarin looks like he wants to speak and then looks straight to his brother who after kind of wrinkling the face uh squinting a bit just just relaxes and nods kind of sighing well uh uh uh, I, I don't know how much you know about the uh, Creation Collective, but uh, my, my brother was a, a, a follower of Fearfan, and uh, apparently these uh, uh, Creation Fellows are also are, uh, and so he, he wanted to join them. And then uh, I, I was 
a bit more suspicious of them at first, and um, so I, I you know, uh, kept myself to myself, and, and then uh, my brother went missing, and so I decided to, to talk to the cultists to, to try and uh, find out where he was, and they said to come here tonight because uh, I could be useful and my brother would be there also. So I came along and then found my brother wasn't here and that they intended to send me through that portal. Uh, but then it turned out, of course, that the... Uh, 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 they apparently had sent some of those cultists through the portal before, and, well, uh, and he points at the, the fire dwarfs on the floor. I, I think that is what became of them. Um, I, uh, uh, because of the, the hammer being delivered, it meant that uh, there was a change of plans, and so I was just kind of a, a, a fixture, I guess, um... In this, uh, my brother wasn't here, and they, but they wouldn't let me leave, and I also did not fancy fighting all of them, so... Especially that leader, um, Fulgrim, they call him, Fairmonger Fulgrim. He was uh, uh, a powerful uh, uh, individual. His powers, uh, I'm, I'm sorry to say, brother, but they far exceeded your uh, divine powers. Well, that's... Burn. Well, we, we, he's dead now, so it's not important. Oh yep. well, we uh, killed him. On that, on that, that matter, yeah. Who 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 did he work? Who did he work for? Oh, so and I go uh, over and I poke the body. Oh, so uh, so the creation collector. I'll handle this, brother. I know more about the organization than you. Thank you. <clears throat> so, Starts just walking up to them, just FYI, just repositioning. Sure, um, Neris, When you uh, enter the room, you kind of. Uh, you can see more of it now not through the tunnel vision of the doorway um there are two small huts to on the left hand side beyond uh, further back from them is the is a uh, natural kind of uh, passageway off to one side which you gather was where um seth had come from during the fight um they're, they're kind of wooden shack type buildings they but they have uh one window in each of them and you can kind of see through um they're glassless windows anyway uh, you can see through that there's uh, appears to be a, a desk and chair and uh, parchment and things laid out in, in inside the huts. Um, the other things of note you saw before, like the massive vats to the right hand side with the walkway, where you shot one of the uh, <laughs> shot one of the uh, the guards who fell off and died. Um, and there's uh, there's just remains of some prayer mats and uh, and such on the floor. And again, you're getting this strong, quite oppressive herbal smell. So anyway, um, she kind of like wrinkles her nose and just like, yeah. and when, yeah, looks around. When, when Nerys comes over, can I slip away towards the hut? Sure, yes, you can. And Nerys keeps an eye on on Seth in case anything looks interesting, <laughs> in case he's <laughs> up to something no, funner than this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that oh, seems. I'm fair. I'm getting stealthy thirsted. Are you? Um... Seth, are you sneaking away, would you say? Trying not to be noticed by your fellows, or are you just doing this quite openly? I'm walking away nonchalantly so no. that I don't draw attention to myself. Not drawing attention to yourself, I think, warrants a stealth check. Um, but, uh, Neris, if you're deliberately keeping an eye on him, I will give you advantage on the perception check to Thank watch you. where he's going. Ha, good luck. <laughs> 24. <laughs> 24 okay basically at 24 i'd need to like roll a 20 <laughs> and the good luck 
Come on. <laughs> You've got he, Oh, you 18. Um shucks. 18. I've got I've got plus 4. Uh, Only percep- perception. perception. Yeah. Jesus, that's really good. Mm. Yeah, you know the elves with their percep- perceptive ways. Uh-huh. Uh, so... Like, I was being a dick, but I didn't expect to get that close. <laughs> <laughs> Might reconsider well, next time. It's good that it's good that I had advantage because the other one was a natural one, which I imagine <laughs> I would just like, you suddenly go blind. <laughs> uh, I've seen <laughs> Seth-shaped spots. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, anyway, Seth, you're nonchalantly, you know, you, you kind of walk past uh, Fleeting Look while he's twirling his hammer also nonchalantly and uh, intermingle, kind of blend with the crowd, although not in an Assassin's Creed, just putting your hands together and bending your head kind of blend, but, you know, genuinely blending them. Um, and now Seth, you're approaching the room and uh, you do keep an eye on Seth at first, but then it, this brass statue takes more of your attention and the conversation... Uh, with Malar and the dwarves um, just because they're just speaking quite loudly and echoey and also this is a it's a brass statue that's like walking and talking this is freaking weird uh, and even given your given your background given the strange things you've seen in your life this is not something you've seen before either <clears throat> so sorry back to the conversation Malar <laughs> Tienin uh, explains to you uh, so uh Fulgrim was a, a fair monger. It's, it's sort of a... Um, I, I, I guess, you, you know, he's a, a higher ranking of the hierarchy. He's not, you know, the uh, uh, the archpriest equivalent, you know. Um, uh, so I, I guess, uh, you know, in, cleric, in terms of the priesthood, I suppose he's, a, you know, a, a higher rank than, say, you are, deacon as you are. Um, but uh, he was in charge of this particular uh, sect, of uh, of these cultists. Oh, and what was his intention today? Was it to uh, generate this? Um, I'm awfully uh, sorry there. Um, I'm really going to have to give you a name pretty soon, or at least uh, figure out what your pronouns are. Um, uh, you seem to be lacking any... Uh... So, uh, Miss... <laughs> It was going so well. <laughs> the, the statue just just looks at you. Oh, okay. We'll go with Miss Bundy. Um, what was the your this this? And I pick up the now corpse of the leader. What was his intention here tonight? Shove him in the direction of um the two dwarves. I'm like, oh, tell me. <laughs> Man, Mello got dark. Um, the, you see that uh, Turin, uh, when you do this, kind of his attention is pulled to something on the uh, on the dwarf, uh, the leader's chest, um, beneath his robe. Um, but Tienin, meanwhile, says, "Well, as I told you, they seem to be uh, conducting a ritual to bring Fairfan back to life. But I was suspicious that this was not, in fact." Uh, who they thought it was, and it turns out I was right. <laughs> uh, I, I turn to the big brass person and I say, "Oh, uh, are you fair fan?" I do not know. Over this period, the statue has looked um, very interested in this conversation, uh, 
the information coming from the dwarves. And uh, he turns back to them and says, tell me more. Well, what would you like to know, Glaive Master? Everything. Well, I, I cannot tell you everything, but I can tell you uh, I, about Fairfan and, and such. And uh, you're being brought to life. Uh, well, I'm going to be honest, it wasn't something that uh, any of us had foreseen. Um, it seemed to be sparking from that hammer there that the... Uh, that fleeting is twiddling around. Uh, it seemed to have come off of it. Now, that is Fair's Storm. That is a, a, a powerful artifact, supposedly once belonged to Fairfan himself. Now, you know, it is debated as to where, when it was first formed, and if it was, in fact, Fairfan, or if it was retroactively called that afterwards, or if, in fact, it's a, a, another warhammer that goes by many other names. But the point is that the uh, cultists believe that that belonged to Fairfan, and he used that to create the first dwarves. And that is, uh, and in fact, that Fairfan is the one true god. Now, you would know this because you've only just been um, <clears throat> created. But uh, in this world, it is believed that there are eight gods. They are known as the eight, and they see over everything that they do. However, the, cult, the uh, Creation Collective and myself believe this is not true. And in fact, Fairfan is the one and only god. And, uh, are, we, are we looking at a holy war in here right now? Yeah, like Malar bristles at this. <laughs> yes, and, and, and Tina notes it, but does not react. Sorry, I think, Glaive, you were going to say something. Uh, I would just like to go and uh, and pick up, uh, well, try to pick up the, the hammer and just inspect it. Uh, what, the, the one that what are you going to try and take it from? carrying. Fleeting. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, are, are, are you are you literally reaching out to grab it? You can snatch it from him. Okay. Well, Fle Fleeting is is going to resist uh, the attempt to take his hammer away because he just got it. So, so this is a grapple check. Um, so athletics for for um, for the statue, and athletics or acrobatics, your choice for Fleeting. Well, it's athletics. Nineteen. <laughs> This will be interesting. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Roll high, fleeting. <laughs> As he's 19, doing that. Nineteen. I... Nineteen. That uh, in a draw, that means uh, that nothing changes. So fleeting keeps the hammer. He manages to wrench it away from this uh, brass dwarf, and fleeting, you note the strength that, that this uh, yeah. this creature carries, and it's it's a little bit intimidating. Yeah. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm remained. I'm yet to be convinced that Fleeting is capable of feeling emotions. Um. But uh, oh no. Yeah. He can recognise that this would be yeah, intimidating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No. 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 He. He. He knows a threat when. Uh, he. He knows a. Uh, he knows someone not to mess with when he sees them, and he's just seen. Uh, this. This guy act as he goes. This is. This. This hammer's mine. It. It, it belongs to me. It, it. It's mine. It was given to me by. And I apologise, uh, jumping out of character for a second. I can't remember who it was. was it. Steve, Keith. No, he. Uh, no, he, he. Actually, he found it in the in the flesh brolly cave. Oh, so he did. Yes, yeah, sorry. Um, uh, uh, getting my getting my divine gifts mixed up. Um, okay, so so he clearly doesn't say that. But he says, I, I I found it. Um, there, there there was a whole thing. It's um, it, it, it's mine. Um, <laughs> why why would you why, why what, what's your interest? It is my parent. 
Oh. Uh. Oh, I see. I see why you arrived at that conclusion. Yes. Well, I, I guess, you know, it, it, it sparked your existence to an extent, but, you know, there were various factors in, involved in the... Parental... I don't know where to go with this, to be honest. Um, besides which, you know, you've already got that glaive. The sounds you seem somewhat mollified by this as much as anyone can see on its impassive face. Hmm. <laughs> it just Fleeting... seems to accept this and goes back to where it was. Yeah. Fleeting looks at it and says, is, th is this your only parent? I do not know. Hmm. Fleeting, uh, I feel like Fleeting's uh, slightly kind of um, intrigued by this, um, and sort of turns to the to the dwarves and, and goes, "So you 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 know, you know why he what why why this is uh, a thing?" Uh, what as in. Uh, sorry, Taran uh, jumps in. As in, why the hammer brought him to life, or it, it, the, this person, uh, the statue to life? Yes. No, I, I, I don't, I don't have a clue why that that is. Well, well, I mean, I might have a clue. I, as I said, if it's it, maybe this is the true artifact of Fearfan the Creator, and so it has the power to create, perhaps. Oh, because when I use it, it mostly smashes things or electrocutes them. Well, it's, I suppose... Or smashes things and then electrocutes them. That's also effective. I suppose creating and destroying are but two sides of a coin in that respect. Um, Fluting kind of looks and goes, no. Uh, and then <laughs> goes back to swinging the hammer back and forth a bit. Well, that's settled. Now... <clears throat> Well, now, this is all uh, fascinating and uh, such the like, but uh, perhaps this is uh, an apt time to uh, leave this cellar, maybe uh, take this conversation upstairs and possibly to uh, light refreshment and somewhere to... Uh, he touches her like a, a burn on his arm. Uh, maybe restore our, ourselves. Um, would anybody uh, be against uh, leaving this place? I am extremely into leaving this place. You um, notice when fleeting... you look around. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to and... say, Fleeting looks around and tries to uh, and, and realizes he's lost track of Seth and exactly starts walking around going. And Neris, when she was saying that, just sh shot a look to uh, the grumpy dwarf. Was it Tienan Turin? Yes, Tienan. Yeah, Tienan. Tienan. Yeah. yeah, there we go. Yeah, well, uh, I, yes, I suppose we could take this upstairs or maybe go back to the your manor, as it were. Check on your friends, of course. Oh, yes. Um, yes, so I, um... Mala, you notice Seth's missing as well. Oh, well, let's, let's leave. Mr. Seth, uh, we'll meet you upstairs, I uh, dare say, and I drape an arm over the brass man and say, uh, Please, come with us. Hey, I don't suppose you've ever heard of the ship of Theseus by any chance? 
Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. I know, I'm just getting those I vibes. know that's a reference. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, but I know it's a reference. Let's, and we, we go upstairs. I'm, my last starts to steer this brass person up. The... Yeah, Fleeting isn't going anywhere until he finds his, his uh, best friendo. Well, uh, while this conversation was going on, Seth, you went to one side, going to investigate these huts. They're not locked. First one. And you notice it squeaks, so you stop, and then you kind of adjust, put a bit of oil, a little bit of oil around the, the hinges, and then it opens nice and quietly so the others don't hear. And then you go in. Uh, and yes, there are. So there is a desk at one end uh, with fairly rudimentary wooden chair. Um, you know, it doesn't roll. It doesn't do anything fancy like office chairs these days would. Woo! Yeah, but um, uh, but you do notice uh, that um, there are there are tons of papers scrawled on the desk. And one thing, um, it seems that whoever occupied this office um, recently has made their own. Um, how do we put it? Um, their their own. Uh, uh, they've adorned the walls with uh, uh, well, they've they've done their own DIY and scratched stuff into the walls, which seem to be quite strange symbols. Um, however, given that you read Thieves' Cunt and Pirates' Code, oh. this these symbols you recognise straight away definitely denote something, uh, and uh, you can make a uh, an intelligence check and add your proficiency uh, uh, add proficiency because you know. Uh, both these uh, languages. Uh, I'm prepared get... to be severely unimpressed. If we can just get James to confuse this with a chat-up line, we'll be like two for two on Thieves' Can. Oh, 19 on the dice, and plus three for proficiency, 22. 22. Okay, so the symbols seem to be pointing, uh, seem to be... Uh, meant to be looking like stars in the sky it's meant to be appearing like some kind of mural or car rudimentary carving of a, of a mural <laughs> landscape but you notice the uh the constellation essentially is forming an arrow pointing down in a roundabout sort of way uh and you takes your notice on the floor one of the floorboards has slightly been pulled up i would like to pull up the floorboard all right you wrench it open easy enough i would like to check for traps I would like to check for traps first. Okay, you can check for traps. Uh, so that's oh, I check. think he just got in there under the water. Oh, yeah. What? What am I rolling? Oh, uh, investigation. Uh, investigation. Cool. Eight plus one, nine. I mean, it's a it's a floorboard. It doesn't it doesn't, doesn't appear to be trapped. I'm sure it's fine. Hmm. I, I pull up the floorboard. And you're like, huh! and you're like, catches your breath, and then you find a splinter in your finger and you take one point of damage. <laughs> <laughs> and that kills, that kills <laughs> Seth, because he's so low. <laughs> did Seth take any damage in that fight, though? I went Seth down. Went down. Yeah, he did go down. Oh yeah, he did. I thought. Uh, yeah, he I took one fight. flame, hurled flame from yeah. Kadir, and he just got. It's roasted. not a fight if I don't go unconscious. This is <laughs> that's not how I roll. Rogues, man, they do all the damage, but boy, they don't take they many live, hits. They live a dangerous life. You critted on something that did like fireball damage. It did like five d eight or something stupid, and I critted. So yeah, 
that's that's fair. And he's he's more tanky than most rogues with his shields and things. But besides the I point. Just, um, I just remembered the majority of that fight, Seth was just kind of like there, kind of like going do 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 stab do 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 stab, and then yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was no, having no. such a nice day. <laughs> I was having a lovely time. Uh, so Seth. Um, you find in the floorboard, under the floorboard, should I say, uh, you recognise it's obviously it's a false bottom, and actually when you pull up the floorboard, you can see the flagstone floor underneath of the rest of this chamber. But uh, lying under this uh, floorboard uh, is uh, a um, a small key, bronze key, uh, and a and much smaller than the key. The key looks giant next to this tiny little chest that seems to be made of some rich wood, and it's got some really fine um uh, some really fine metal kind of straps around it as well um by your estimate this is probably worth about 50 gold pieces this uh this particular little chest okay does it open oh if you're gonna take it you can take it yeah and yeah it does open. Uh, yeah i'll take take them uh, it does open when you so when you when you take the key and the chest out you see more carvings yeah. uh this time with it looks like chalk has been done into the stone uh oh, okay. this but this takes the form and again given your background in the pirate isles this looks much more like a map showing the location of something x marks the spot and all that so you can yeah. if you would like to try and annotate try and understand what this is denoting you can make an intelligence check and add your proficiency with uh cartographer's tools i think you've got that You sure you don't want to make it a dex check for no reason? Something. I mean, it... <laughs> if if I so, did everything uh, for no reason, this would never work. <laughs> nah, that's a three on the dice, so it's uh, six total. Seth tries six. to backflip his way into understanding what the map means, and it doesn't work. I've been bending over backwards to understand down. this map. <laughs> I think better upside down. The blood flows to the head, makes you smarter. Yeah, that's that, and that's exactly what you try. Yeah, it would be at this point that yeah, you hear Malar and, and Co. call to you, Seth, and then you hear Malar and the stomp of the brass statue leaving the place. And then, yes, you, after a couple of moments fleeting look, I guess you probably would go to the, cha- uh, to the, to the huts. So he's there. Um, looking at the chalk drawing on the floor... I mean, the one thing that you get is there is a body of water um, and the trail leading to it, but some of the other um, icons on there just don't don't match up to you. You don't understand why, what they correlate to. But the trail does end at the body of water. That 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 much you can tell, just looking at it. Okay. Um, you don't know what the key's for. It's too big to fit into this tiny little chest, and the chest itself opens. It's kind of the size of. I guess you'd say it'd be the size of, say, like a, a box that you'd have, like a, a, a ring in or something like that. Okay. Um, can I make a copy of, or do like a quick drawing of the map that's on the wall? You've got time, and there's plenty of parchment in that room, so yeah, go go for it. Yes, Wait I'll make a quick copy of Seth doing all this. Wait, make, make a quick copy of the pirate type map mm-hmm. and uh after that has every like i'm not sure how quick it would be to draw that would that would they still be in the room having the conversation or um so as left? i said ma- um basically when you 
when you find the chest is when you hear Malar shouting for you and then start to leave. So they've most of them have okay. probably started up the stairs by this point. Cool. Uh, once I've gotten the map drawing down, I'll move to leave. Uh, oh, did they take the body of the priest person? No, they left him on I, the ground. Can I check see if he's got any other magical magical shit on him? You can. Go for it. You can make an investigation check. I want to pick his pocket. Because no one else stole his stuff. 19 on the dice. Plus. Is this investigation? Yes. God, you'd think I'd have better investigation. Plus one. So that's 20 total. I suppose you're more used to, you know, uh, searching monsters and the like rather than, you know, humanoids with pockets and clothes and whatnot. So, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um, but still, with that with that role, um, checking out his his items, um, he one thing that takes your uh, uh, takes your notice straight away is uh, underneath his robes, his seemingly slightly tawdry but um, and dishevelled but better quality robes than the rest of the uh, the cultists in here, the dead cultists anyway. Um, underneath that appears to be uh, some breastplate. But uh, not just not just any old breastplate. You've seen breastplate before, like some of the guards have them. Um, but this uh, seems to be made of a, a much brighter material, a much brighter metal. Um, and you get even just looking at it, it kind of glitters, despite the lack of light here. You get a definite sense there is something magical about it. Mm -hmm. Why did that have to be his clothes? I don't want to strip a guy and downstairs by myself. Um, cool. I'll. Ah, it's magical. I'll, I'll. I'll take. I'll start taking it off. I mean, Fleeting's there with you, and but then he wouldn't oh. judge you. Fleeting's just there. Watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. I don't feel as bad now stripping a dead person in the bottom of a basement because there's an audience. Fleeting, want to give me a hand? Of course, best buddy. Uh, <laughs> Fleeting uh, steps in to help. All right. Uh, and he says yeah. we could all. Uh, uh, an, another option, of course, we could um, put a cloak over this guy and take him away if you wanted to do it in a more, I don't know, calming sort of it's, thing. It's only his breastplate. We'll be fine. Okay. And well, sets to unstrap, uh, strapping the breastplate. Okay. Um, Don't and... say it, Jack. What? I feel like you're going to say something that I want to object to. <laughs> no. What? I, when would I ever? Um, anyway, uh, he. So it actually, it comes off pretty, uh, pretty easily. There's only a couple of straps for it, and you expect it to be really weighty, but this is incredibly light. Like. It almost you almost feel like it would float off if you let go of it. Okay. Uh, was there anything else on the body, or just the breastplate that we noticed? Um, that was the that was the thing that took took most of your notice. Um, the uh, he has a a a pendant, a single pendant, um, which uh, you recognise as a holy symbol. It's uh, uh, it's got a um, it depicts an, it's an anvil with a hammer going into it, um, which you would guess would be sign of fair fan given the you know the hammer fair storm is also a hammer feels feels on point um but you do there is a coin purse 
and probably Ooh, some. Yes, money. Yes. Now inside. I uh, prioritised the wrong thing. You open the coin purse, and but... there's there's not much gold in there. There's three gold pieces, um, and oh. like seven copper pieces. But but oh. but whoa there, whoa there, sailor. There is also um, a uh, there are t- uh, three very fine, very small diamonds. Um, so was it three gold? How much silver did you say? Seven. No, no silver, but seven copper. Oh, seven copper, sorry. Yeah. And, uh, cool. I, and I will pocket those. And they're depleting. I think we've got everything here. Let's uh, join up the others. Whatever you say, man. Uh, for as a reference point, those uh, those diamonds. Um, you can make a. Uh, you can make a. Let, let's say for this an insight check. See how much you think it would be worth. Cool. Uh-huh, let's make a money check. I rolled a one. I found shiny rocks. They could be worth all the money in the world. Uh, I'm so happy I've got these shiny rocks that I totally know the value of. And they're equally diamonds, which uh, you I, you've pointed out before because you had that really impressive one which you gave to Malar, so you know he could use that. So maybe these could be useful to him. Ugh, and he wasted all of it reviving my best friend. He did, yes. That monster. <laughs> Thousand foot gold pieces gone. <laughs> such a complicated <laughs> relationship with fleeting and you, isn't it? <laughs> So as you uh, go to leave uh, the chamber, Seth, you can uh, you just hear the gentle uh, lapping, echoing from back, uh, for, well, dripping as well actually from the the uh, uh, the underground uh, lake below the uh, the well which you came in for, and you have not been this way um, up the stairs. So this feels unfamiliar to you, but Fleeting, however, has, and uh, I'm sure he'll he'll lead the way. <laughs> yep. <coughs> As you catch up to the others. Meanwhile, the rest of you, um, where are you heading once you get upstairs? Do we want to go to the pub or do we want to go home? Neris wants the long rest. <laughs> I mean, we could. Well. Yeah, I mean, I do, but I feel that we can. We can. Uh, okay, fine. We'll head. We'll head back to the house. We'll get. Yeah, we'll head back. To the house. You know that there's a there's a few uh, bottles of uh, <laughs> bottles of wine Bless you, in the James. cellar if you wanted to drink. Thank you. Uh, yeah, sure, so you know I just what about your birthday in style? <laughs> I, no, I think I think I actually I might be projecting onto Malar my own desire to go out. And so oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. It's been a year now, folks. Yeah. One day, I, I tell you what. When we do, when when we are allowed to again, we will do this, and there will have to be a slice and dice social. It will have to happen, like because we, we we did do it once, and that was great fun. It needs to happen again. Long overdue, but eh, alas, we'll get to that when we get to that. Uh, probably by session hundred. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, you can continue on um, back to the house. The rain—it's still raining outside. Um, not that much time has passed since you uh, since you went down there. Um, it seems eerily quiet, though, aside from the rain uh, out the front, just lightly spattering the ground. Um, 
and yeah, there doesn't seem to be much movement within the house. You can see that there are some candles lit. There was a glow from inside there through the shuttered windows, but yeah. Um, while we've been walking up to the house, I've been explaining the concept of a name to my new brass companion. Yes. You know, oh, well, this is a great uh, opportunity to, uh, in a way, label yourself in a way that you would like others to refer to. It's, uh, it's uh, really could be quite a revealing trait. Most of us receive ours from our parents, and so have no choice. But you, sir, you are unique in that you are gifted with cognizance and intelligence and intellect, and yet you are um, only just born. So I would take some thought on it, no rush, but uh, at some point I would like to... Uh, be able to say your name and maybe use that to uh, uh, get your attention. What are criteria for a name? <laughs> well, uh, it shouldn't be anything offensive. It should be something pronounceable by most people. And um, uh, in an ideal sense, I guess it would uh, be somewhat descriptive uh, about your the essence of who you are. Uh, it's not just, of course, you know, people that have names, uh, Tienan pipes in. I mean, you know, uh, all things have names. Uh, uh, for, inst for instance, uh, this house here uh, probably has a name. Uh, your weapon has a name. It, uh, it is a glaive. Uh, I have a, I myself have a, uh, an axe or a battle axe, if you will. Oh, well, I have a mace. He uh, says, in fact, go sorry, on. go on. No, no, after you. Uh, he, he, uh, uh, at the mention of the word glaive, he says, glaive. He turns to Malar, glaive. Yes, mace, glaive, <laughs> Malar. I am now called glaive. It is my name. Oh, well, that's, uh, hmm. Certainly is Let him have it, Malar. Uh, Let him have it. Oh, oh Let him have oh. it. Yes, indeed, indeed, Miss Neris. I was just, uh, glaive. I, I guess that's, uh, expl explanatory enough. Uh, well, I mean, uh, his, Mr. I mean his, his mother or slash father was a hammer, so I suppose it's kind of fitting. Indeed. It's great. Um, it's a perfectly badass name. Oh, uh, indeed. Uh, Badass. Hmm. Yes. Uh, I think. Come, Man, everybody, come in. And, uh, I'll put some tea on. Badass. Now, see, many people can be called badass, isn't that right, brother? Shut up. Shut up, Taryn. Come on. Don't confuse the lad. He's only just been born, you know. <laughs> Where's the Jack time? <laughs> Jack time sign. Put it in the chat. Put it in the chat. I don't know what's happened to my notebook with Jack Time and Extreme Jack Time written in. I must find dig them, dig them out. You need to have Extreme Jack Time and then like a secondary sign that just says "Whoa." <laughs> uh, so you guys, um, uh, yeah, this conversation happens, and neatly by the end of it, you arrive outside the house. We go into the house. Doors open. It seems quiet inside. There's still food on the table, which you guys would have left from from dinner when you were interrupted. Um, oh, fantastic! What an outing! Oh yes. Uh, but it seems pretty quiet still. 
Um, I, am I correct in thinking that as we go in, that is very much the kitchen space, or is that up or down? Um, so there's like a living and dining area. I, th I think there's a map way back into. I need to pin it somewhere on our chat on Discord. Um, but there's yeah, the kitchen's actually a is kind of uh, a room back from the dining area. So you walk into the dining living area. There's a kitchen just just behind it. No, that's fine. We'll all. I'll Malar will sort of gesticulate to, for everybody to sit down, and. Um, will start to fetch start to make tea um settling everybody in um i i guess the sort of well do i would you um uh glaive do you eat or drink i do not know maybe We'll start you out on a glass of water then. Uh, let's see where we go with that. Get him a, a tankard of water and sort of... Uh, I, I'll get myself a tankard while I'm waiting for the kettle to boil and I'll sort of... <laughs> I'll hold up the, the tankard and sort of bring it to my lips, which is odd for Malar because he usually does the trunk thing. Yeah. <laughs> and sort of... Get the trunk out of the way. Decant it, decant it into my mouth whilst also keeping an eye on Glade to see if he mimics this. He will, he will try and copy this. Neris... Yeah. Neris looks at the weird freak show circus type thing happening in the kitchen and just kind of goes like, uh, no. And just <laughs> turns around and tries to... Well, I guess... Is there a free room? It's like, yeah. for her to go to... There's like the... Crash. I mean there's like the the living area. Um, it's I mean that's within the same room, but it's kind of a, a separate part of that. Okay, she that. goes if there's a if there's a sofa type, yeah, piece of furniture. She'll just plonk on there and try to just oh, yeah, sleep. There's a comfy comfy little sofa there. You can you can jump on that. Uh, you can nap. Try uh, to long rest if that's sure. allowed. You are of course allowed to long rest. Um, obviously, you as an elf you trance rather than sleep. Um, but yeah, you can do that on the sofa, um, and uh, yeah, you can do that. We can we can let you do that. Absolutely fine, as long as you're not, as long as nobody you know interrupts you, that should be fine. Well, yeah, uh, nobody interrupt my leveling. <laughs> the, dis the distant sounds of Darude sandstorm echoing through the house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's just it's just a test of my concentration then. <laughs> <laughs> so, bangs on no, the, I meant because you're all chanting. Damn kids. <laughs> So, uh, um, Glaive, uh, can you make a performance check for me, please? Yeah. Nine. So you kind of, you, so Malar's watching you and drinking the drink. You're watching Malar and trying to do the same action and you just, half the, half of the substance just kind of pours down your chin and just starts, you know, dripping down to the, the furthest point of your beard and just, this, this, it's almost like a very small beer-filled waterfall, uh, um, Malar. However, some does trickle down your throat um, and after a couple of moments, the rest of you start to see steam wafting out of uh, Glaive's mouth. Oh, and I reach over and I take the mug away. Oh no, may maybe no, maybe not. Then that doesn't uh, <laughs> waft the uh, steam away. Oh, I will um, have to meditate. Uh, 
have uh, Seven Fleeting caught up with the ship? Yes, in fact, um, just uh, just as you go to take the tankard is when they would probably arrive back, unless you guys are going somewhere else. No, I think uh, we'd know they head back to the house, so we'd follow to the house. Sure. Okay. Yeah, so they come in. So Malar will, okay, starts to make tea for everybody. Cups Come in and say, how, how, uh, how were Leah and Br- uh, Brenna? Were they okay with the family in the house in case anything happened? Oh, I uh, haven't checked. I uh, just assume they're upstairs. Let me just. Thermitology. Oh, Mr. Leo, Brenna, are you there? You forgot our friends, Malar. I'm dealing with a great big brass man at the moment. He has a name, probably. What's your name? Glaive. See, Mella? Great big brass man. He had a name. Why don't you you go upstairs and check on Mr. Leobrin? I'm teaching Mr. Glaive the delicacies of of, uh, regular living, yes. um, If they didn't respond to your trumpeting, they are not here. Well, Mr. Seth, why don't you make yourself useful and try and find... Oh, that's fine. I was just making myself useful finding all this magic armor that you guys left behind. Just gonna put that on the table. This has got blood on it. Where did you get this? Where do you think? We just killed them. Oh, now, no. Are you okay? That was an aggressive uh, police action to prevent an interdimensional um, uh, incursion. I didn't yeah, kill we... anybody. Didn't you, like, kill a guy on the stairs? I helped him over to the other side, to the eighth. Uh, you hear... Um, like I as... said earlier, Malar got dark. This this conversation yeah. is very is briefly interrupted as you hear a knocking at the door, a rather light knocking at the door actually. It's almost like more of a scraping of a small animal. Oh, go open the door. Open the door, and before you, you can see a slightly, almost ethereal glowing uh, owl at the door. <laughs> it just kind of swoops in and then lands on the table. And looks around. Oh, I hope I've got my letter to Hogwarts. I mean, Malar is in. Well, sorry. I think I broke Jack. You should. What? Have we lost? No, I'm still here. What's up? What's up? Oh, sorry. You stopped talking. It just, it just looks at you. Does anyone here own an owl? No. no, no, maybe, maybe Mr. Leobrin would, uh, if he was here, would have some steer on the matter. Has anyone actually looked what? for? Shoot! <laughs> I think the owl just kind of sidesteps away from 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 uh, from Seth. Okay, who here is proficient in talking to owls? The fuck is this? Who, who, who's owl is this? I'm going to go out onto the street and just open the door. Who's lost an owl? 
Um, uh, so if you, are you going to like what the house next door? Because it, it's kind of terraced housing, so there's there's a few along this. No, street. I just open my door and I'm yelling at. Oh, like, any kid <laughs> who's lost it out? This? Yelling into the night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there is no response, Seth, unfortunately. But uh, make a perception check for me. Natural 20. Oh, I get a natural 20 for this. When you shout out into the night, uh, almost at the end of your tether, um, the silence that follows, we, in, instinctually you start looking around, thinking there might be somebody hiding that's, uh, that's just refusing to answer you. But there doesn't seem to be anyone hiding. However, you do notice another owl on a building not far away. In fact, um, it looks like it's on top of the council chambers. Uh, again, has a similar... It's a very slight glow. Turn back to the owl now. What do you want? Shoo. And this time it, it flutters uh, over to Malar, starts kind of fluttering in his face a little bit, trying to get his attention. Uh, the trunk comes up and wraps around and tries to grab the owl. Okay, it's... it's gonna just try and avoid that so it do make a contested grapple check i guess Key. Uh, 21 oh that gets it i didn't even need to look that up Not uh, for that. looking like the, the trunk wraps around and looking at it in the eyes i just look at it and say no 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 i already have one problem I don't need a second owl. In the morning, thank you, and I walk over the door. I deposit, take it out of my trunk, I put it on the ground in front of me, close the door, and I turn back to Glaive. As you, oh, uh, I should say, an owl. I should should say, as you go to put to place, take this owl out. The one that you spotted, Seth, then flies over to the house and flies in through the door past Malar. Oh, it's a fucking infestation. The eighth plague, plague of owl. Mr. This, Seth, this, would you mind and uh, how, how, how similar do they look? I don't trust you. Pretty, Pretty similar. Um, slight different colorations, but similar. Glaive, I'm gonna go is, uh, still, Glaive is still stuck on mimicking Malar, so he's going to try and, while looking at Malar for approval, pick up this owl and also put it outside. This owl is, is oh. much higher up. It seems to have learned from the from its from its twin and it's uh, it's flying much it's flying maybe 15 feet up it's going to try and jump and grab it <laughs> you, could, you could certainly try if Mal, uh, if Mal is approving of this <laughs> I mean I'm not going to stop him alright um, our floorboards are not very strong this will welcome be... to the basement okay so uh, what's what's Glaive's strength score because I think we can work out how high he can jump from that uh, 17 17, so I be, uh, so his modifier is plus 3, so that means he can jump a number of feet upwards. I think it's 3 plus 3, so that's 6 feet he can jump up, uh, normal standing jump. Um, so so it's going to be a stretch, so we'll say for this, make uh, an acrobatics check, please. Okay. That's a freaking crazy vertical leap. <laughs> oh, shit, 7. Glaive should come to the basketball. Because he's 6 foot tall, then jump 6 feet. That's a, I mean, it's a fucking yeah. massive leap, yeah. yeah. Glaive, Glaive has a career in basketball ahead of him if he wants it. 
So Glaive. Uh, he, he rolled a seven, so I don't think he does. With a seven, no, uh, you recognize that you need a bit more height to reach this creature, and there is a very suitably si uh, height table that you could stand on. Uh, so you do this, you climb up, you just, you know, climb up onto the table, and then leap from the table to try and grab the creature. However, uh, it evades you. Um, you kind of snatch your hands and then just have a moment to register that you're going to hit the floor. Um, and in fact, you kind of crash into the sofa, which Neris is uh, currently trying to rest on. <laughs> <laughs> Neris, you're trancing, but you feel yourself move to one side. You can continue trancing if you'd like. Continue trancing. <laughs> just like, I'm not dealing with this. <laughs> I'm just pitching that the sofa goes on an angle, so she's just sitting there. Goes. Yeah, it's like these assholes are gonna do what they're. I knew this was gonna happen. I'm not participating. <laughs> this uh, don't <laughs> um, take your if call. If I don't That's validate cool, them, man, then cool. they'll go away. <laughs> yeah. Oh bless. Um, While still smoldering, of course. Yeah, of course, still smoldering, trancing and smoldering. It's 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 a lot to take in. Um, yes. Glaive, uh, as you turn, as you kind of turn to pick yourself up you see this owl for a moment almost mocking you looking down at you before it starts flies away up the stairs and uh, for Malar and the rest you can see that it stops at the top at the top of the stairs expectantly I'm gonna chase that fucker in our house alright Seth so if you're gonna chase this thing is anyone else chasing it no just leave it to Seth uh, Glaive is going to go as well because okay. he Still thinks he's meant to be catching this out. All right. <laughs> so the two of you, um, okay. This is you two. Uh, I don't know who's going to be quicker uh, or uh, get there first. So initiative, please, for both of you, for Glaive and Seth. I mean, now you do know who's going to get there first. Seventeen. Oh, oh wow, that's not very high for Seth. Uh, Fourteen. Oh, <laughs> well, there we are. Uh, Seth, you are first out of the blocks. Start scampering up the stairs. Glaive behind. <laughs> Fortunately, stone steps, so there's no way they're going to break under your weight. Um, Seth, as you start bolting up the stairs, it immediately turns left and starts going across the hallway. Uh, two of you. It's quite narrow. Um, can you both make athletics checks? See how quickly you can traverse this area of powerful. Uh, get through this area. Eight. Eight. Glaive, you uh, you go to try and hustle past Seth, but you're kind of not used to moving at this speed in your form, and it's it's quite awkward. You kind of crash into one of the banisters. Bits of wood come off of the banister. Um, Seth, you kind of use this com confusion to carry on and pull away from this armoured individual. Um, you notice the owl flies into an open door at the end, uh, which you recognise as one of the bedrooms. Cool. Gonna follow it and just gonna be yelling, no, wild animals outside, outside. And uh, when you turn the corner into the room that the owl's in, you can see cross-legged on the bed, eyes rolled back, the uh, is Leo Brin. And then... Leo, are these your pets? Yes. Yes, yes, they're mine. Just keeping, just keeping watch. I can stop if you'd like, but Breen is still outside with the third one. Can you signal how to come back that we're back now or something with birds? 
Uh, I didn't put her in my book, so uh, possibly not. Uh, uh, well, we. I mean, flat I down in front you, of her. I could lead you. I could. The owls could lead you to her if you'd like. No, we. I don't need to leave. You. You. Owl. Owl her back. Like. Go in front. Flat. Flat. Bring. Okay. Bring. Okay. Uh, yes. Uh, one moment. Okay, she should be on her way back now. And we're all downstairs. You this a lot. I look forward to hearing about it perhaps in the morning of well what time is it? No idea. Still the night, isn't it? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. It's it's a bit awkward talking to him because he's not looking at you and it seems that He's, he, it takes him a moment to register what you're saying before responding. I'm going to turn around and be like, come on, Glaive, forget the birds. They're his birds. He forgot to tell us about them. Stupid birds. Glaive will go with Seth back downstairs. I'm going to get, when I get to the bottom of the stairs, I'm going to go false alarm. There's Leobrin's birds. He's just watching the house, apparently now from the inside. Well, excellent. That means I don't have to worry about it right now. Uh, everybody should just take a seat. I have a question. Uh, Glaive, what do you remember uh, exactly before you uh, became this form? Nothing. But you had awareness, did you not? No. This is genuinely perplexing. Uh, I really wish yes. Mr. Brucon was here. Uh, 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 yeah, he'd totally uh, be able to explain this. He would. He would offer uh, at least another viewpoint. <laughs> um, <laughs> tell me, have you heard of the, uh, the Blessed Light? The of door. The, the door opens. Um, just as you're. Just as you're about to get this next question, door opens. Uh, and with and you can hear the excited uh, scamper of uh, Brina entering the house. You hear her before you see her because of the the height of the the table and whatnot. Uh, he goes, "Oh, oh, you're all back! Hi, hi, hello." Oh, hello, uh, uh, Glaive. This is our uh, friend uh, Brina. Brina, this is somebody new. His so, name uh, is Glaive. Glaive, you see. Um, a three-foot-tall humanoid with pointy ears, similar to uh, similar to um, the one they call Nerus. Um, but she, this one, this this short humanoid has uh, very dark grey skin, almost like rocks. Um, perhaps she's made of rocks. I mean, you know, you're supposedly made of metal, so maybe. Um, uh, and she has like a a, a very small, uh, cute button nose, rosy cheeks, and has these kind of shimmering gray, um, silvery. Um, almost white eyes looking up with uh, with much excitement and curiosity uh, in fact she go she doesn't seem uh, scared at all of you unlike most of the others when they first met you she seems fascinated and just looking up at you you're wow what are you i am glaive and he will go and look at her with with equal fascination <laughs> You're funny. 
Uh, what are you? Uh, uh, I'm Sparkles. I'm I'm Brina. Brina. Oh, I am a gnome. I'm a deep gnome. There's not many of them around here. I'm the only one that I know. Here. I am the only one I know. Here. Huh. Well, maybe we'll get on then. <laughs> yes. Brina, can you identify him? Um... Yes, I'm looking at him right now. He's called Glaive. <laughs> Can you do the identify spell on him? Oh, maybe. Oh, uh, uh, hang on. I, 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 I think so. Let me just, um, let me just look at my book. I, I'm not sure I've prepared it for today. Uh, hang on. It's a ritual. I don't think you need to prepare rituals. Oh, how do you know so much about magic, Seth? That's really cool. <laughs> yes. Seth, how do you know so much about magic? Uh, we should Brina talk more about magic. about it all the time. I do, I do. Uh, oh, no, actually, uh, I can do it right now. Um, oh, uh, that, hmm, uh, well, uh, I would, um, but I, uh, I, I need, uh, 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 I need, I need a material. I need this, um, uh, uh, um, a, a very, very fancy pearl. I don't, I don't have one. Uh, I'm gonna go. What about these? And take out the three that I found. You found diamonds, did you? Yeah, three little diamonds. <gasps> Ooh, um, they're not pearls, but uh, but diamonds. That's um. Hey, Malar, didn't you use diamonds before with um with fleeting that time? Yes. Oh yes. Giant fucking diamond. How 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 much how many di how much what is the gold the gold piece worth of diamond that is currently? Uh, they look like the there's quite small ones. These ones look like they're worth about twenty five gold pieces each. So seventy five gold pieces worth of diamonds there. Oh. Malars knows more about I... diamonds than Seth, it would seem. <laughs> I would uh, keep uh, keep hold of those. They're uh, not going to be of much use to me right now. Seth's years of piracy, um, and he never came, never picked up a shiny pearl. I mean, he mines that massive. Uh, oh no, pearls! Yes, yeah, so, yeah, pearls. Well, not on me. I don't carry it all around. Buried somewhere. Have we not seen a pirate before? We bury <laughs> shit for no reason. Why would I keep it on me when it could be useful? Oh, that's okay. We can. We maybe we can get one tomorrow. Maybe they'll have some at the market. Why would I have useful things on my person? What kind of crazy person do you think I am? <laughs> what is this? Yeah, I, I mean, have if you need a of, you mad, if you need a back to this tail, or oh uh, yeah, manticore tail, or if you need this giant snake thing, you know, I've got those. Uh, oh, that reminds me. I've actually got something for Neris, and I'm going to go over and poke Neris. <laughs> Ne She's trying so hard Neris. to rest. Neris, I've got something for you. Neris. <laughs> How long has it been, knowing, Jack? Uh, it's only been an hour. I've not been an hour, it's like 10 minutes. No, don't make me feel bad. Okay, yeah, 30 minutes. Yeah. Oh shit, she's gonna kill. Neris, got a present. 
Someone, stop, please. Neris, Neris just brings her hands down and fires Firebolt at Seth. Can't drip. Just go. Yeah. Full on. Firebolt at Seth. Um, bring a counter spells. <laughs> oh, shit. And so Neris is standing there on fire. Probably the sofa's catching fire now. This is very likely, but... Oh my uh... god, yes. <laughs> oh no. Yes, this is happening. And she's just staring at Seth. Just nothing. Not, all smell smoke. not a word. Yep, yep. You smell the smoke pretty quickly. At first you think it might be Glaive <laughs> having like eaten part of the furniture, but no, it turns out it's the sofa is on fire. Hey, uh, I spring up Neris. and run into that room and I cast Create Water uh, but uh, no, no, no. in that room. <laughs> oh my god. And then leave. <laughs> oh my fucking god. Yep. Um, I, hate, I hate you. That Neris would soak everyone there. at this point. Yeah, but Neris is still on fire. Um, yeah, and then the six seconds would pass and <laughs> fire goes out. Um, but yes, there's a, some sizzling from the top of Neris's head along with the sofa. And she's just staring at Seth with murderous intent. Okay, one, this wasn't me. <laughs> Two, I got a present for you before I forget. Sorry, we were talking about getting stuff and I remembered I had this. You were going... Okay, don't talk. No, that's cool. Claire, fine. Um, we were talking, you were in their cave, you were shooting arrows and you went to go use a sword. You're kind of weak and not very good with a sword. Starts walking towards him like... So the next time, the next time you use it, use it. Walking towards and, I, and I hold out a, a potion. Uh, next time you want to hit someone with a sword, Drink this first, and then hit them with the sword. She looks at the potion, looks at him, and then starts like going for the hilt of her sword. No, no, don't drink it now. <laughs> if you drink it, you'll be like twice as strong as Malar. She's still walking towards Seth. <laughs> sword no, no. drawing. <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't put you on water. That was someone else. Probably... Probably Leo. He does water and nature stuff. So she, she, like, hurriedly, like, sheaths the sword, like, slams it back, grabs the potion, and, uh, and sort of walks past him, like, brushing a shoulder past him, just going, like, last time you do that and live. And just You go. were just sitting there. I didn't... And, and she goes upstairs. You were just sitting there. It's the sofa, communal area. Uh, Seth, I don't think that was a very good idea. She was just sitting there. I think she was trying to rest, Seth. She wasn't sleeping. Well, well, she hasn't slept before, has she? I'm not that observant. Usually I'm distracted by fleeting upside down and wondering if he's going to crack his skull. He is pretty distracting. I think even Keith got distracted by fleeting before. I think fleeting's been distracted by fleeting. Yeah, probably. Um... Yeah, fleeting... Fle uh, you, you look around and realise that fleeting is hanging from the uh, the rafter. Uh, rafters <laughs> in the room. Of course he is. Yes, yes he is. <laughs> yeah, he is. And she just looks up him. Yes, yes, he is pretty distracting. Yeah. 
Uh, <clears throat> meanwhile, Tienan um, kind of clears his throat once the dust has settled in the remains of the dining room. Uh, turns to Mala. So is this uh, a regular occurrence for you and this group of people? Oh, I honestly, we have spent less than a week here. I'll, I have no idea anymore. Uh, uh, oh. We've just, a wild marshal has just appeared. Hello. Hello. Sorry, I'm just, just altering the display on the fly. Hang on. You Are you sideways? Sorry, are you? Uh, if I do oh, that, is yes. it Yes. Thank you. Yes. Okay, yes. it's not going to be as high up. Maybe if I prop it up in there. So actually, as Neris, you uh, go up the stairs, you would pass um, the Oberyn, who has uh, just stopped um, his flock of familiars and uh, has come, is heading downstairs, uh, the Oberyn, to see what the commotion is. What's going on here? What's, what's, I don't know what's going on. What uh, is going on? You've just been keeping an eye um, on the house um, because of these individuals, uh, these cultists who are supposedly been keeping an eye on the house while, while the rest of them went to stop a ritual. Uh, and they've just come back, and Neris has got a bit annoyed with Seth and set fire to a sofa. Um, and and this new this brass um, this brass statue that has now been animated and brought to life, played by Aras, uh, and who's now we've discovered called Glaive, or has, has named himself Glaive, uh, has also uh, caused a bit of a ruckus as well and destroyed part of the banister upstairs, um, chasing one of your owls. Oh, oh, um, um, I, I really feel like I, I have no memories of the last several lengths of time. Um, hello. It is quite late. Metal person. So, that is fair. What, what, what? Uh, I, I, uh, I'll call the owl down. Uh, yep. The, so, so uh, all three of them now, because um, the last one came in with Breen and I can gather around you if you'd like. Yes. Uh, sorry, I'm also a little bit brain fried. Uh, <laughs> no, no, um, literally just got into the room. Uh, yes. Um, well, thanks for coming. We appreciate you here. Yay. Cool. Uh, you, you, you can move attention off me for the moment if you want. Yes. Um, yeah, so Glaive, this uh, this individual coming down the stairs, uh, uh, seems better dressed than, than the rest of the group, um, and seemingly unscathed, unlike the rest of them who are slightly charred after the battle and things. And also these owls seem to be pets of... These slightly glowing owls seem to be pets of his. Well, Glaive will, will reply with uh, uh, hello, non-metal person number six. <laughs> Uh, I, um, <laughs> my, my name's Leobrin, does that help you? It does not. Does it help you? No. My name is Glaive. <laughs> now we've, we've spoken about names once tonight already. Remember it's, it's how one identifies themselves. So this is Mr. Leobrin. Uh, say hello, Mr. Leobrin. Maybe I, uh, I'm. Is that directed towards me or Glaive? Glaive. Oh. Hello, Mr. Leoberin. He hello, Glaive. Um, yes, no, it's very hard for people to keep track of a number you have chosen for them. Um, 
if I just numbered all my friends from the first friend I ever met to now, uh, and then someone else numbered all their friends from the first person they ever met till now, uh, everyone would have a different number to each other and to themselves. He turns to uh, Malar and says, so this is why names are helpful? Oh, yes. This is exactly why names are helpful, yes. Uh, thank you, Mr. Leobrin, for um, illustrating that point so very aptly. I, uh, oh. Um, hey, Mr. Leobrin, what do you know about um, animated individuals? Um... I assume Glaive is one such? Uh, well, we're not entirely sure, to be honest. We're trying to ascertain that, and uh, <clears throat> perhaps now is not the right time to do this, but we're here, and uh, there's some sort of ruckus going on in the other room, uh, and I figured this is the room for sensible and rational debate. And now you're here, uh, it brings a touch of class to the <laughs> engagement. Um, indeed. Let me... Um, just remember, uh, all of the things about my personality that I know, and character, <laughs> and, and skills, and no stats. Uh, you can take your time, I'll, 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 I will fill this in while, um, while you're, while you're looking that up. Um, you would also, uh, Seth, as you re-enter the, uh, re-enter the room, um, uh, with most of the rest of the party, you bring her alongside you. Um, whilst this ex debate's going on about names, which I think for Seth... <laughs> probably doesn't take that much interest to him other than you know he likes nicknames and things but not the not the most interesting conversation for you but you do notice the dwarves who... what i was sorry what happened i wasn't listening no worries <laughs> Rude. that's perfect Seth, yeah that's it's exactly that that's exactly your approach to the naming conversation to be honest you, you're actually more interested in the two dwarves who are helping themselves to some of the food that's been left at the table um, but uh, Tina in particular, the grumpy one, seems to be kind of turning his nose up at the food and, you know, taking little bites and then putting it back down and then trying something else. Not overly uh, impressed with the offerings. I don't you hear him, uh, him mutter, oh, it's not like in the crow flies, there's no event or anywhere near the level of sophistication in the culinary arts, you know. I wish we were back there soon. Have you, have you considered leaving? Oh, uh, <clears throat> Mr. Seth, I didn't realize you were here. <clears throat> yes, well, funny that you should mention that, because yes, we have considered leaving, but of course, we cannot leave without our lady, and uh, I believe she is still being held in the temple in stone, am I not right? Ah, yes, from when you found Hector, of course. Yes, when I, in, in fact, was turned to stone as well, and my brother was uh, trapped inside a cave-in with a basilisk. Yes, yes, you know, regular occurrences yeah. for you, I'm sure. Oh my god, it is. <laughs> well, maybe you can go stay at the church and watch over her in stone form. Well, uh, that's not the worst idea you've ever had. And I suppose, um... Well, um, um, uh, Mr. Um, excuse me, I don't wish to interrupt your, well, I do mean to interrupt this conversation about names, uh, um, Mr. Shade Creek, De uh, Deacon Shade Creek, but, um, uh, I don't suppose you've made any progress with, um, the lady, have you? Oh, 
Uh, no, I'm afraid not. The, uh, I have sent word to my, uh, my institute, and I'm sure that, uh, assistance will be forthcoming imminently, but, uh, it's quite a different way, and I am unequipped at the time to offer but she is she is safe and sound and under the watchful gaze of the ape. Well, uh, maybe I shall, uh, yes, go and check in on her uh, in the morning. And uh, oh, uh, speak to that uh, that priest you have there. What's his name? Um, the, the Dragonborn. Uh, uh, Ventrix. Ventrix. That's it. Yes. Um, yes. I, I, I shall have a word with him maybe and see what is going on. That is uh, quite a wise. Oh, there's uh, no rush, brother. I mean, we should enjoy the hospitality while we still can. It's uh, quite a spread they've got on here. What's, uh, is this regular for you, or is there a special occasion, or...? Oh, uh... We've only been here once. Yeah. <laughs> this I don't is even true. know what's on the table. Um, Ooh, it's... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, you it's uh, dinner was cooked for you by the, the housekeeper, Fenelon, uh, 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 the elderly dwarf. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, Ooh, note. they're insulting dwarf food. There's, um, it, it's fairly, um, it's quite a good spread, but it's it's still, you know, quite basic in, in, in its colour price. There's some, you know, cooked beef. Uh, there is uh, uh, various, um, there's a few vegetables, like just root vegetables mainly. Uh, as well as like uh, some fruits, but local fruits, apples, um, uh, like, like the, pff, more apples, uh, <laughs> uh, and some, some pears. pears, that sort of thing. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, oh, I have no idea what even what even I'm trying to achieve. Any. Uh... <laughs> it's been a long day for the party as well. <laughs> Um, what? Nanar just wants to understand what you're supposed to do with this tall bronze person. <laughs> uh, he just sort of sits there, sighs very loudly, and looks glaive, just, just wondering what uh, <laughs> they're going to do with a functionally a talking tall bronze child glaive uh follows malar's gaze and tries to look at whatever he's looking at <laughs> it presumably just sees like the, the wall or something yeah yeah like a single painting <laughs> on the wall okay okay right um mr turnin um does your uh religious establishment have any possible knowledge on what this entity may be? Uh, I mean, outside of what I already suggested about Fairfan, Creator God, you know. No, I... have they have they got literature on, obviously, on, like, have they oh. got a... Is there somewhere I can go and read about it? Uh, well, it's not something you would be able to pick up on a, in a, you know, a local... Uh, bookshop it's uh you know the unfortunately the worship of fair fan is sort of not outlawed as such i mean it's accepted in the crow flies but it is sort of uh of a clandestine nature 
but uh, I could always, well, you know, um, were I to head back to the Crowflies, I could, of course, uh, talk more about that, yes. Mr. Glaive, um, what is your intention for your self now that you have existed? I would like to know more of existence and learn. Okay. Do you... Okay. Uh, what, what's fleeting up to? Did he... He's hanging from a beam. Uh, yeah. Is he in, asleep uh, or just getting comfortable? Um... I think he. I think he is uh, getting comfortable. I'm, I'm, I, I think he might. I, I will say actually, he's um, he's initiating the process of trying to attune the hammer. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Well, I think unless Mr. Leobrin has any good ideas, I think for the night, I am somewhat tapped of my resource. Um. Mr. Glaive, I think we're going to try a little something that I like to refer to as um that was sleep, right? Because you, you, your internet swallowed the crucial word there. It was. Yes, yeah, okay. <laughs> I just said, it's something we call uh, it looks like it's Malar, it could be anything. What is it? What is it? No, Malar is, is basically at this point intimating that he's going to he's, he's tired He's going to take a leaf out of Neris's book and try to get some sleep. Uh, instructs Glaive to not eat anything because that feels like it will be bad. And just sit still, sit here for eight hours. Um, he turns to Tinan and Tell, I don't know. Uh, Turin. And <laughs> Turin. Tinan and Tell, doing it well. I liked Turin uh, earlier. <laughs> Uh, suggest shame. that they go and speak to Mr. Seth if they wish to understand where they can stay for the and then and then he just goes and Malar just leaves the, the chaos just just before he does Fleeting's head like so I imagine that when Fleeting's upside down he's doing the kind of like um, you know the, the, the back cloak <laughs> kind of thing yeah yeah. Um, and his head just pops out of the bottom and, and says Mr. Malar don't you have a book he could read can he read Mr. Glaive, can you read? Oh, I do not no idea. know. Um, I will out my. I, the backpack has been off while we're in. I rifle through. I pull out uh, a book of uh, theology from the Hammerfern Institute. Yeah, that I was doing good, my studies. Good starter on. material makes a lot of sense. Uh, and I open it up at the, at the introductory page and I put it in front of Glaive and I say. Can you understand what these symbols mean? Uh, what language is it written in? I'm going to assume it's in top. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes, he can read it and he starts reading Okay, good. Uh, read that, and if you finish that before I awake in the morning, uh, maybe consider, and I'll get a, I'll, I'll get a quill and ink art somewhere in the bag, maybe, or it, whatever set these up adjacent to him and say uh, tell me what you think about uh, 
what your thoughts on this book when I, you have finished and if I am not awake then uh... you got him to write a book report <laughs> <laughs> now what I need is I need a break welcome to, to <laughs> welcome to existence you have homework it's <laughs> <laughs> a brutal introduction to the world but perhaps a very oh. this is how you but, create the BBEG you... by the way <laughs> oh, geez, but yeah. if you feel tired, you you should you should definitely uh, if you know what that is. If you don't, if you just feel, uh, how how does one? Ex um, if you feel, if you feel that like you are you want... drained of of essence and uh, cannot continue to perform your functions, then you should stop. Right, Mister Shade Creek. <laughs> Oh, thank you very much. That is almost exactly what I wanted to I shall do this until my essence drains and then stop. Well, uh, until the morning, yes. If, well, if the, yes. Is he talking about, and yes. Turin looks confused. Is he, is he still talking about the same thing as you? Because that sounded a bit uh, dubious. Shut up, Turin. I'm sure it's fine with me. Come on. So, Mr. Glaive is going to be here reading and writing, and uh, Mr. Fleeting, your yes, uh, Mr. Seth is, uh, where is Seth right now? I believe he's there as well, isn't he? Yeah, I, I, I didn't leave. People I okay. dislike are still in my house. Mr. <laughs> Seth, you're there, excellent. Maybe you can deal with the two dwarves and where they need to stay. Ms. Neris is up there. Mr. Leobrin, good to see you again. It's been quite the and uh good night one and all i'll see you in the morning don't wake me up unless it's an emergency and Malar, leave exhausted and i turn to the dwarves Excellent. go home <laughs> well i was going to say that i completely agree with mr shade creek so yes sir we will just go back to our rooms at the tavern cool bye and i open the door uh, and uh, Tienan like gets your tone straight away, and he's he's off. Um, but Turin is uh, the you know is still smiling away and nodding. You oh, thank you so much for your hospitality, and well, of course for you know saving me uh, during the, uh, uh, the the whole cultist thing. And uh, yes, I, I hope we see you in the morning. I, I believe we might be going to the temple, so maybe we'll see you there. Greetings, yeah, head pops don't, out. Don't join any more cults. Bye. Sorry, head pops out again and uh, and he says, "Do you have? Uh, are you? Could you give it? Can you give us money? Are you going to give us money?" What? I I I know. I didn't know anything about any money. Uh, I be, I I know okay. that they they were they were taking memberships and uh, there's a treasury somewhere down there, but I I was never told what that was. There's a what? Where? Why? <laughs> well, I know that you know that uh, the the cults obviously they take. Uh, payments, memberships, and gifts and offerings to to uh, Fair Fan, and I know they they store them somewhere secret, but I I don't know where. I believe it's somewhere down there in the brewery, though. <laughs> aren't you Aren't you glad your best friend asked about the money? <laughs> he just came from there. We can go back. We'll go back in the morning. Well, anyway, uh, uh, good night, all, and uh, you see you soon. That's off into the night. See you later. Close the door. Lock it. No more owls and dwarves coming in. The owls are still inside. No more. 
three is the limit. <laughs> Could the owls go to the brewery and uh, keep watching in case someone shows up overnight to join? How how long have they been out? They've been out. You basically summoned them not long after the group left, so they've been out for forty minutes. I've got twenty minutes of owl left. Oh, they okay. If they only last for an hour, then no. I think I think just, just, yeah, yeah. I think that's right. I had a more of a CCTV kind of function in mind, which doesn't really work for an hour. Yeah. Oh no, sorry, they're gone. They're far. They they vanished in time. Oh no, wait, that's the wrong spell. Hold on. Uh, where am I? Oh, that's the one. Yeah, it is an hour. An hour. Okay. Perfect. Uh, well, not perfect, an hour perfect but good to know. Uh, okay. Um, so yeah, if, unless there's anything else you guys are going to take care of, you can rest for the night, and then uh, we pick things up in the morning. Was there, um, d sorry, uh, Mr. Glaive, um, w were we trying to investigate your origins? Is that a thing we were doing? He, he looks quite blank about this. Um, for a statue. Look, look, looks at the other party members, like. Yeah. Fleeting, Fleeting's head uh, pops out again and, and it nods and then it retreats back into the, the, the he, got well. some, he came to life when a magic portal struck him with lightning when the portal was opened to the fire dimension that a fire giant monster came through from Fleeting's hammer. It was like a regular Tuesday. <gasps> you mean okay. he, he was brought to life by magic? Brina's very excited about this. Just by speaking hammer, right after the portal opened to the fire dimension where fire dwarves and fire elementals came from. Like, like that's pretty similar to stuff. Speaking oh. nodding, especially at the reference to his hammer. Even oh. It's extra hard. Oh, oh yeah, we found the hammer again. Brina looks somewhat deflated. Oh, I should have been there. I could have... Uh, that would have been so... That would have been so in I would have been fascinated by that. I would have been so useful. Oh, oh never mind. Never mind. Um... Yeah, it's it's fine. It's fine. Um, dude, uh, Mr. Glade, then uh, I'm just going to poke around you a bit, if you don't mind. I do not. At least you are first. Oh, what? Very polite manner for poking around someone. Sense culture. I I leave. <laughs> um, he continues doing his homework while you're poking around. Brina, if, if you want to help, you don't have to. Oh, um, I most certainly will help. In fact, and she gets out her spell book and plonks <laughs> it fact, on the table. I'm going to take over right now. In, and then she stands on the chair, so she can, so she's out of an equivalent height to Glaive, uh, and she's just like yeah, examining him as you uh, just kind of watching over your shoulder almost. Nice. Uh. I'm pitching either Arcana or Investigation. Let's say Arcana for this would make sense. And Breen is helping you, so you can have advantage. Arcana. Um, I mean, I wish I rolled better. Uh, the the roll that is not a one um, is, what's that? Uh, 13. 13. Okay. Um, so what is it you're trying to ascertain about his being? Um, anything I can. Like, was he designed for this? Was this accidental? What's the? 
Um, look, taking a look at, I mean, his form appears to be, um, it appears to be a, built just to be a statue. There doesn't seem to be any inner mechanics to it. But it's uh, one thing that takes your attention is um, around sort of his uh, gut. There is a uh, singular kind of gap in the armor, and there's kind of uh, uh, there looks to be some sort of uh, black kind of soot around that area. Um, but you gather this is probably where the the lightning struck it that was sp spoken of. That seems to have pierced into the the statue, and uh, you can you can tell just by uh, when you move your hand near to it, it's very very warm there. It's like a furnace hot there. Um, you wouldn't probably wouldn't want to put your finger in if you wanted to keep your finger. Okay. Um. Definitely something fire-related. Uh, I think that's good for tonight. Um, thank you, uh, Glaive. Thank you, Brina. This is something to think on. You're welcome. I'm, I might stay up for a, a, a bit, if you don't mind. I, uh, I'm i a bit of a, 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 a night owl, anyway. So. Sure. Uh, great. I'll see you in the morning. And she uh, just kind of sits herself down next to Glaive, uh, looking at the, looking at her spell book, looking at Glaive. Seems to be yeah, a bit of toing and froing with that, and sometimes checking over Glaive what you're writing down as well. Can he have advantage on his on doing his homework if she helps him? Uh, if he is he going <laughs> to ask her to help? Uh, I don't know. Is am I actually going to have to come up with thoughts on this uh, on this theological book you've been given? <laughs> I mean, Malar asked you, yeah, to write down. Was it thoughts from it, or your account of it? It or? was a, it was a book review. I asked for a, a review. <laughs> so basically, yeah, you're summarising what it's about. So it's up to you whether you think Glaive would ask. But but I I as a I as a player don't know what. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. Well, I mean, Brina would definitely be kind of looking curiously and then would be asking you, what, what are you doing? Malar instructed me to read and write my thoughts. Okay. That's cool. What are your thoughts? You can say if it's boring. <laughs> Still, same same problem here. Like, I don't know what's actually in the book, so I don't know what, <laughs> right. what thoughts um, you would have about it. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, I'll tell you what, roll and... Rolling in, in just a general intelligence check. See what you, you can okay. gather from it. Or investigation if you're trained. Eight. eight. Uh, I've got eight. Eight. Um, there are eight gods. Uh, gods are apparently uh, are higher beings that uh, uh, so, somehow dictate or influence the world uh, through various means. There's you kind of get an idea of what each of the gods represents, but there's one that sticks in your mind that you can't pin, and that's why they're interesting. There's one that you you can't understand exactly what they represent, nor what they would appear like. This one called Alusha sounds, yeah, odd, um, but intriguing because, again, like with you with the naming thing, it take it apparently can take many forms. Uh, although it's identified as female, 
Um, Elushika seems to take many forms uh, and goes by many different names, which just seems to be, yeah, seems to be something you identify with. Okay, well, um, he will, uh, while chatting uh, with Brianna about this uh, and writing it down, he will, uh, he, yeah, he will kind of relate it to her and write it as he goes. And yeah, the evening continues with her giving her thoughts on it as well. And you, uh, you get the sense that uh, Brina understands religion, though she's not um, entirely convinced by it, shall we say, and takes more stock in uh, in magic. Um, from uh, uh, being from the gods, but also being uh, something that occurs na- in in other places as well. That the god, she seems to think the gods are fallible, whereas the book is saying that they are infallible, that they you know are supreme beings, and she's saying that they're probably not. And this gives you this gives you something interesting to write in your in your essay, uh, <laughs> um, just this this theological discussion. Uh, and so, uh, fine. So to cap it all off, I need you to make a Constitution saving throw. Oh, no. Eighteen. Eighteen. Um, what Brina, you notice at one point, while she's talking to you, she starts her her speech slows down, uh, and her tone becomes a bit a little bit deeper and a lot more breathy. And she kind of leans one hand up against her her hand, which is kind of resting on the table. And then you you are suddenly taken by surprise when her head slams into the table. Ah, 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 as she's apparently has fallen asleep ever so briefly. Uh, um, okay, I should probably go to bed now. Um, I will see you in the morning. Uh, as your essence drained. Uh, yes. Oh, oh, I see what you mean. Yes, yes, it has. I don't really have a bed either, so I might just go on this slightly burned sofa. <coughs> see you in the morning. See you. So, uh, Glaive, you continue long into the night without uh, your essence draining. Uh, morning comes, and uh, Glaive... Um, make one more constitution saving throw as the dawn breaks. Ten. Ten. Just as you see the first light of day, your vision starts to uh, starts to cease. Momentarily, then it's back, and then again, and then it's back, and then it goes, and this final time it, it goes, and you uh, go into a, a resting state, uh, which I think for Warforged you're basically inert. But you are you are aware of your surroundings, but you are, for now, yeah, uh, in, in an inert state. Yeah, entirely essay motionless. Complete. Your essay is complete in front of you. It's probably still sitting at the table, I imagine. Um, yeah. yeah, and he's just, just sat there completely stopped now, not moving at all. No! So morning comes. Sad times. So Clave has learned about homework. He's learned about pulling an all-nighter. Tomorrow is what? PE. <laughs> <laughs> well, funny you should say that. Um, morning arise, and uh, Neris, you were uh, now Neris. You would have woken up because your trance would have finished before the morning would have broken. So I wanted to ask um, you uh, when you rise. You uh, recall the item that your uncle gave you. Did you want to spend an hour attuning to it? Yes. Excellent. 
You are now attuned to your ring of protection. Yeah. And I'm level six, baby! Level six, baby! <laughs> I mean, I've joined in, but my hands keep getting cut off, so I'm just... I'm armless. Mine as well. It's just about... Yeah, yeah the wonders of the internet, everyone. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, you you would be first up. So is there anything you want to take care of in the morning before anyone gets up? Or no? She's going to sashay downstairs. Please note of that mode. Of of uh, going sashay, darling, with the smoldering. Pulsing and she's going to over the ever so slightly poke the burnt sofa and cast mending. Now you note that uh, Brina is curled up asleep on this sofa, but yes, you can do the mending, and it kind of it, it mends itself around her, and it she you notice that the kind of the, the cushion underneath her that had been borne the brunt of it kind of lifts as it uh, refills with the uh, with stuffing that had been burned away. Um, yeah, I also I note that she's there. It's like all right, and then I look at Glaive. I'm like. Hello? You're not gonna go all crazy murdery on us, are you? He, he does not move or react in any way. Alrighty then, um, guess, guess that's good. Um, <laughs> so she goes off and tries to find some food. Sure. Um... And she's just having, she's having a, a me morning without the boys. So it's nice. just for herself. And you would have... You'd have her, darling. You'd have at least an hour to yourself before anyone else wakes up. Um, so she's in a markedly better mood than she was before when uh, this happens. And she also checks out the gift that Seth gave her. Oh, yeah. And, like, pulls the not bad face. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But yeah, so yes, that. And then I guess for dramatic effect, she then still wants to mess around with Seth a little bit. So she sits down across from from the the statue that is that Glaive has now become, <laughs> and takes out her sword and starts polishing the sword like slightly menacingly, and just just waits extra time so that whenever people come down, they can see just this. She's still mad. Intimidating scene. And who's next down? With feet on the table. I feel like who's next, but I'll just come down when wake up. Yeah, I feel like I feel like fleeting would uh, would be reasonably properly, maybe. Yeah, he hasn't got far to go. Did as he well. just did he just stay asleep in the living room? And did Neris know that he's there? And is Neris underneath him right now? Uh, Neris is not underneath him, no, she's because she's at the dining table. Neris starts playing Fruit Ninja with the sword on the table. <laughs> <laughs> Slicing and dicing in half, like, he's like, oh, okay, bam. But yeah, um, being that, um, yeah, being that I, th I think uh, the, the situation last night, I think Seth probably is next, next up, and as you go downstairs, obviously you can see from the staircase, Neris, uh, uh, yes, doing this, Popping polishing fruit. the blade and chopping fruit. Uh, and it's just as Neris, you notice that Seth is coming down that you both hear a knock at the door. Neris, no, last, kind of... last time it was a dwarf who wanted us to kill people. After that, it was owls. Not it. Not it. 
Nera still has the sword in her hand, and then kind of as she passes uh, Glaive, she also flicks a bit of fruit off of him that, you know, got splattered. And <laughs> 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 goes to open the door. He just... Just yeah, no, she, she's just like, uh, let's get that off. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, all right. And are you going, answering the door, Neris? Yes. All right. So open with the sword door. in hand. Open the door with sword in hand. And uh, you, when you open it at first at eye level, you don't see anyone. And then you hear, oh, uh, and look down and see uh, Jackman Winklebottom uh, in his uh, green velvet suit, looking a lot more... Uh, polished than he did last time and uh hair's been brushed and all sorts of oh uh, uh ah Neris, hello uh good morning should i say he just stares at him doesn't say anything just like uh you said i should uh you sorry uh, no the rest of uh, your lot said uh said to come round to, to check out the place uh, potentially a uh, little business investment uh, i didn't I say that did. Saf, do you remember this? Whatever he's talking about. Uh, we remember business what? And... I come to the door. <laughs> ah, hey, ah Seth, yes, hello. Th uh, thank you again for liberating us from the from that uh, those Aracocra chaps. Uh, that was uh, much appreciated. Uh, and also appreciated was your offer of a business opportunity here. Uh, I can see it's a rather grand building. I think this could be perfect as uh, the new Flaming Jacks. <laughs> uh, yeah. that, at that point, Neris looks at him and then just turns around and leaves and goes back to like to the table, puts her feet on the table, and, and still keeps chopping, and pretty loudly so they can hear it. <laughs> I was just imagining just hugging. I'm starting to destroy that table a little Garrett's bit. In the table. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the cooking skills come to. Can I hit it with my glowing sword? Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, yeah. So, Seth, he's uh, looking at you expectantly through his uh, his moon-shaped glasses. Ah, come in. Oh, thank you very much. So, um, do you mind if I just have a have a little perusal around the place, or did you want to talk uh, business, uh, money, and so on first? What, what was the what was the arrangement? Uh, yes, we will talk that later. But there is one condition to this. We need your help convincing Greenblade to give us the dagger so that we can keep it safe. Uh, that... Hmm? Convincing... Convincing him to give you the... But, but he's keeping it safe. I mean, uh, surely it's better that it's safe, no? Yes, but lots of people know he has it. Oh, how? You told a lot of people. No, no, I... No, I didn't. I, 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 they thought, I thought people thought I had the dagger. That's why I was taken, no? And then when we were, when we were bringing you back, you told absolutely everyone, absolutely everything about Greenblade. Oh, yes. Oh, I forgot. Yes. The, your, uh, your new friend with the wand. Yes. The, the great, the, the great, uh, Brina, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, the, 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 I mean, yes. we didn't even ask you some of the questions. You just I mean, kept talking. That wasn't my fault. It was a spell. I, 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 I swear. But, but, but yes. Um, that, you make an excellent point, uh, Mister Seth. Uh, perhaps, uh, perhaps we should relocate uh, the dagger. Um, well, I, I uh, uh, I'm trying to think where. 
uh, how best to to contact him. You know, sometimes he does uh, he he does crop up around the uh, around the out the outside of the walls, like the the the, the wood store, or um, uh, I have a couple of other places I I know that he frequents. I I could always check that out. That's fine. Yes. Well, if you could find him, yes, and tell him that, then we can talk business. So we can't talk business now, then. Fine, we'll talk, we can talk business. Okay, great. Uh, oh, is this a so new... So, Neris, Neris has progressed. We... Sorry, Neris has progressed to, like... Talk... Oh. I was going to say, during this, Neris has progressed to throwing an apple in the air and trying to, like, baseball it. <laughs> make a... Uh, <laughs> make an acro... Uh, let's say acrobatics for this. Like well, D&D Beyond is down, but I think yeah. I have a plus two. You do have I a think? plus two. You're not trained in acrobatics, are you? You're not proficient. No. Okay, so it's just plus two. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're a plus yeah. two. Yeah. So that's eight. <laughs> so uh, so I, I, when uh, Jackman uh, <clears throat> is talking uh, with you, Seth, and you say, yes, we can talk business now. You just you just hear a... <laughs> <laughs> Apple just lands, thuds onto the table, and uh, Neris... Swings wildly with the sword. And uh, Jackman's attention is drawn to Neris for a second, and then and then immediately to across the table from her, goes, "Oh, what is this magnificent? Is this is this a piece of uh, Art Nouveau or something? Uh, the, uh, this uh, p- performance piece or uh, no? It's not one of those, you know, um, living statues, is it? You know, the street performing types, is it? No, but that's a living." person his name's blaze he killed a fire elemental by himself yesterday just not uh, i don't know about no, living no, no 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 and i grab jackson's hand don't piss off the giant strong man i'm just sorry I, he doesn't look like a man he looks like a well he looks like he's entirely a suit of armor or a, a I statue think, i think he could he could probably break you in one swing let's not piss him off uh, well, that's probably prudent, uh, Mr. Seth, but, uh, uh, hmm, could be quite the talking piece for Flaming Jacks. Um, okay, uh, he's probably gonna kill you, just gonna push you to the side. No, 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 you, you misunderstand, man. Mr. Seth. Um, I don't suppose your friend there is perhaps looking for some employment opportunities, is he? I can safely say he's not actively looking for employment opportunities. <laughs> Oh, well, uh, maybe I should make him an offer that he can't refuse. <laughs> I'm not sure I have one, but I, I'm sure I'll find out what he wants, and then I could offer that. Good luck. I just think, well, I'm if I'm going to have a new inn, I'm going to need a new bouncer, as people can get a bit rowdy, you know, and, well, that's a formidable... Uh, I wouldn't want to mess with him, would you? Well, I think your old bouncer is in town. Last I saw him a week yes, ago at, yeah, at yes. the inn. Yes, I, I have seen him. Unfortunately, he's quite happy in his new role at uh, the Trickle Inn, so... They apparently pay him much more than I'd be willing to, so... <laughs> you know. Okay. Should we have killed Jackbin, like, for just <laughs> basically being a shit employer? Is, is, Are we supposed uh, to have done that? He's making a really strong case on, like, four or five different axes that he... The world is better up for that. 
I just want to use him to get the dagger. I like we're, we're probably never coming back here. He, as long as we can come back and he's got just gold to give us for letting him live here, I'm fine with that. Uh, Mr. Seth, um, I would be more than happy to uh, uh, help you uh, and uh, and contact Greenblade and get the dagger to you and all that sort of thing, provided, of course, that that means that we can continue this negotiation here. As I say, I, I've had a quick look around, and it is a very large space. I mean, I'm sure it wouldn't cost too much to put a bar in here, and uh, we could take it from there. But uh, uh, um, yeah, is there a... Perhaps a down payment that you'd like me to make uh, to to uh, secure the, uh, the the premises uh, um, in the short term. Yes, we can. I will discuss that with the rest of our group. If you want to, sure, relax um, and make your plans. Sure, no problem. And uh, and he uh, pulls out a very small chest. It uh, tiny, in fact. It looks similar to the one that you picked up yesterday, Seth. Plonks it down. On, on the on the desk there is uh, well I was uh, uh, when you ever you're ready to talk we will uh, I'll, uh, I'll make an investment <laughs> what is that chest hmm? oh it's uh, the chest oh it's uh, the the port to my uh, uh, to my savings to my to my 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 bigger chest and how does that work? And I'm going to pull out my one. I found this yesterday. How, yes. how you said it does something? How does it do something? What does oh, it well, do? Well, I had to buy a very expensive scroll, but fortunately, I have a penchant for the arcane, so I was able to uh, able to successfully use the scroll to 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 uh, to cast the spell. Uh, basically, it creates a. Uh, you need to have. Uh, you also do need to have a, a a very expensive, very large chest, which you then send off to another plane of existence and then this one is kind of this little replica is kind of a, a token of it and then you use it to then access uh, and summon the larger one to then access your savings and then when you're done with it you can then send it back to that plane where it's nice and safe how, how do you summon it what what do you do uh, well if we must go over it Seth you could at least get me some tea I will get him tea I will get anything if he tells me how this secret chest works and as Seth, you go to uh, grab the tea. Uh, we will, I think, we'll uh, we'll cap things there for today. Uh, as the rest of you are about to, to get up, and uh, fi- we'll find out more about uh, <laughs> about Jackman and his secret chest uh, in a couple of weeks' time. As I said, the at the beginning that we'll have the winner of our competition announced at the beginning of the next live stream in two weeks' time. If you haven't subscribed to our YouTube check uh, yet, make sure you do because next Monday we are going to have our 10th episode of The Cage being released. Obviously being delayed due to this being delayed as well, but that's going to be premiering on our YouTube uh, on next Monday at 6pm. And of course, uh, as I said earlier, join us on Friday here live on Twitch um, to be going through a campaign diary talking about the last five sessions at 61 through 65 and everything that's uh, been going on throughout the stream uh, and beyond and until then guys thank you so much uh, uh, for joining in for bringing excellent role play and fun times as per usual uh, hope to stay safe everyone hope you have a great week and we'll speak soon bye, bye. bye. thanks for listening to the slice and dice podcast you can join in the action with us live on twitch Mondays from 6pm UK time. It's twitch.tv slash slice and d6. And don't forget to follow us on socials 
at Slice and D6. Until next time, stay safe.